Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host. And as always, we have with us the EPE. On today's episode, episode 175, it's all things NBA All-Star. For those of you who do not know, the starters and reserves have been announced. Uh, this draft might actually be premature as All-Stars do be seem to fall, be falling out, but we can always replace that at another time. Uh, so we'll get into starters, reserves, snubs, uh, discuss kind of how we feel about the whole thing, and then we'll actually draft our own teams. We assigned captains pre-show. For some reason, Eric really, really wanted LeBron. So Eric has LeBron, and I will take Giannis. Humbly. I'll humbly select Giannis. Authentical bull. And then we'll get into communion with E and whatever other shenanigans uh, decides to reveal itself as we go down the rabbit hole. How are you doing this evening, Eric? Doing good. I was wondering why I was a little quiet today, and I realized it's because, you know, our other, our, your other co-host isn't here with us, so it's just a more mellow vibe. Kind of enjoying <laughs> it a little bit, you know. I don't, I don't have all that extra stress. But, no, I did want to talk about uh, something that's happening tonight as we're recording this. Um, hopefully we can finish recording and put it on, but um, there's a strong possibility that LeBron James becomes the all-time NBA leading scorer tonight. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't like of as far as records go for chasing. Like this feels kind of like so what? I don't. I don't really know. I don't know why. I don't know why I feel like that. Like I don't get gassed up for the all time blocks leader. You know, like who has the most blocks in NBA history? I don't even know who that is. Um. You know, I don't get gassed up for the all-time steals leader or the all-time points leader or all-time free throw leader. Like, I just, yeah, I don't really get gassed up for those kind of things. Because Elijah one three thousand eight hundred thirty. Yeah, I mean, I could have taken a guess. <laughs> Wait, how much was it? Three thousand three. Jesus. Three thousand eight hundred thirty. Three thousand eight hundred and thirty. Second That's, place, 3,289. Oh, so it's like not even close. <laughs> yeah. Who's second? Dikembe? Oh, Dikembe Mutombo. I love that. That's tight. Yeah, but like, I, you know, cool. I'm actually, I'm happy for LeBron. That's tight. That's a hell of an accolade to achieve. Um, But not, it's not this record's just not built the same, right? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest player to ever play basketball, ever, ever. I don't care who says Michael Jordan. I don't care who says LeBron. It's Kareem. And Kareem scored, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, how many threes did Kareem make in his career? One. One. Mm-hmm. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scored 38,000 and some change on two point baskets not not shooting threes not having the ball in his hand with a usage rate of 96% sometimes higher you know what i mean kareem abdul jabbar did that in the flow of the game running offense setting screens rolling to the basket putting people on a fucking in a blender as he just 
spun around in the paint and laying the ball up, and nobody could stop him. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played three years for UCLA. So he didn't even come into the league until he was 22? 22, yeah. 21, 22? Yeah. And so there's just a lot of things that go into this to where I feel like it doesn't matter. That maybe doesn't matter. I'm just not as gassed up about it as other people. Um, I think it's dope. I definitely will be watching the game. And if he doesn't break it in this game, I'll definitely be watching the next game. Like, I think it's dope, right? Witnessing history is always tight. Yeah. But I don't care about I think, that. I think for me, like, the thing about it is is I always heard my dad and his generation and even my big brothers and their generation with the love for Jordan. I just always heard nobody's going to catch that record, right? And it's cool to see somebody from my generation do it. Um, I think what would be even cooler is if somebody could catch Stockton, but that's, I think that's more likely to never get broken than the Kareem one was. I don't know. And uh, yeah, everyone says the unbeatable records. I, this one didn't feel that unbeatable. Carl Malone was a couple thousand points off. Michael Jordan was a couple thousand points off. And these are guys who... I mean, Carl Malone played a lot of years, uh, but Jordan played fucking 16 seasons and retired twice <laughs> and, and sat out a few years that way. So for people to sit here and say it would never get broken with the three-point shot also being added to the game is kind of crazy to me. And we're not far away from a four-point shot being added to the game. Uh, you think so? Absolutely, yeah. The way you just reacted is how people reacted when they talked about adding the three-point shot. It's just... And now you, nobody can imagine the NBA without the three-point shot, right? Correct. But they scoffed at it the same way you did. Like In my head, it sounds outlandish, right? Like a four-point shot sounds outlandish. Yeah. But, but all you would have to do is you just add another arch that goes sideline to sideline, right? So it just it connects the sidelines, right? And it's just an arch yeah. that connects it above the above the three point line. And there's your four point. There's your four point shot. Any shot from behind this spot is four points. So it'll change the. It's gonna change the dynamic of the league if that ever happens. One hundred percent. It's going to yeah. give more space to offense, which is where they want to go, anyways. Which is why uh, everyone who watched hoops uh, twenty ten and prior says they don't play defense in the league anymore. Shout out Draymond, you're still a dog, uh, but they don't they don't play it. They don't play it. Like that's why, like Kendrick Perkins, he even was just like, I don't care how good at defense Kyrie and Luca are together. Because nobody plays defense in this league. It, so going, it, it's it's true. Yeah. So going back to what you said, Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 38,387 points in, 15, in 1,560 games, one three-pointer made. He attempted 18, he only made one. Bum. Lebanon James, 3, 000, or 38,352 
36 away from passing the record, uh, in 1,409 games with 2,233 threes made. <laughs> wait, wait, how many has 2,333 two threes? 2,233 threes. 2,233. Holy shit. So that's 2,233. I mean, he's 7,000 points just from threes. 6699. So, I mean, I rounded up. But yeah. You, you understand? Like, is he. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did everything from three three feet and out from that bucket. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Here, lived there. Here's the kicker. Jordan, 32,292. Yeah, he's, you know, 6,000 away, but he did it in 1,072 games, and he only hit 581 threes in his career. 1,072 games, right? And yep. How many how many games did Kareem play? Fifteen sixty. Oh. One thousand five hundred sixty. I know. How much did Jordan play? One thousand seventy-two. Holy shit! That's significantly less. Yeah. That's four hundred eighty-eight games divided by eighty-two. That's six six less seasons. Uh, that Jordan played five point nine five. Obviously, round up again. Uh, how many games did LeBron play? Fourteen oh nine. Oh, that's impressive. But he had with with, with the thirty eight thousand three hundred fifty two. So fourteen oh nine or fourteen ten. If he breaks the record tonight, is when he'll have done it. Yeah. So minus fourteen ten. So he did it in roughly a season and a half. A season and a half. Uh less than kareem one thing um this counts playoffs correct if i'm not mistaken no this is regular season it's only regular season yeah uh okay let me me double check yeah season type regular season so then that's not all time What do you mean? So LeBron has the record then, like a long time ago. Because playoff points count. Uh, LeBron has 7,631 playoff points. Kareem is third with 5,762. Jordan's 5,987. So a lot of the points, a lot of the ground made up was LeBron going to the finals 10 times in a row. Oh, so it, it counts playoff points then. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those no. are just those are just the playoff points, and then the stats I was reading earlier are just regular season points. Okay, so then this isn't this is an extra dumb award then, or this is an extra dumb fucking. Oh, it's a it's a quick all, Google search that I can all, solve that. All time leading point scorer. It should take all time points. <laughs> like I don't. I bet. So LeBron is so the, the the statistic shows only the points scored in regular season NBA games and does not take into account production in the playoffs. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that doesn't make sense. It's kind of so dumb. This is an article from uh, 
sense. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar playoffs, including playoffs, 44,149. Uh, but this was in this was in 2020. So I, I'd have to, I'm going to do the math on LeBron's real quick and then see what it was. But at, at the time when they were doing this, he was already second with 41,732. Yeah, he he's got the record a long time ago. He's got 2,000 more playoff points than 2,000 plus more than Kareem. I don't know, man. I, cool. I, it just makes me this makes me like this uh, record even less. <laughs> yeah, I just postseason points count. Like I don't understand why we're keeping. All right, cool. All right, shout out LeBron. Still gonna be a tight moment for him to get the yeah, all time. Yeah, he definitely has. He's at forty five nine. He's at 45-9-83 with playoffs. So he, he's the leading scorer of all time in the history of the league. That, and that's how it should be framed. I don't understand, like... Yeah, that is pretty crazy. That's, like, a weird way. My, maybe I'm wrong. If, for you listeners, tell me if I'm wrong or right for thinking of it that way. But when someone tells me all-time score... Yeah. It, it should take into account every game played. I... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. There's a strong possibility. All right. That wraps up our little intro. Now that we talked about the NBA into oblivion. Uh, good luck to LeBron tonight. Who are they playing? Thunder, right? Thunder, yeah. So uh, Lakers versus Thunder kicking off at 7 Eastern. Uh, sorry, 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. So it's about to kick off. All right. So we should just wrap up this uh, episode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If he wants to, fuck off. <laughs> All right. Let's get into uh, communion with E. What's today's topic? Uh, so today uh, I have a question for you. Um, with the invention and the progression of artificial intelligence, scary thought. But what are three pros and three cons of AI in your opinion? And it's not written down. But how long do you think you can hold off before you're in the metaverse? Mm, all right, I'm gonna go with that question first. Yeah, uh, we already we already are. Yeah. So I have had this prevailing thought lately, and by lately I mean the last you know 20 years of my life. Um, that there's been six great civilizations, or it's six periods of civilization on earth and i don't know why the number six is predominantly in my head but what happens is it's cyclical is the first one hits and they develop space travel and space stations and they're they're crazy progress they've they've traversed the bottom of the oceans and then they're they're completely wiped away and you would just have the, the remnants of their structures, things that feel like stargates, you know, crashes you find at the bottom of the ocean. But it's all kind of lost to history, right? And that's where you get fossilization of people. Uh, that's where you get the, the pictures that depict language, right? Uh, but then there, each one of them is the next cycle of people is built on top of that. And... The, the, the next one never gets as sophisticated as the first one. 
and it's just over and over and it stacks on top of each other. And that's why the, you know, we think we know history and then we make a development that the written language might actually be used or might actually have been invented like two to, I just read something about this. It was about two to 3000 years earlier than we first thought. Right. And so it's constant, you know, research like that, that makes me think we're already in the metaverse. I think it's a simulation and what happens is uh, it hits critical mass, right? And critical mass, and they they wipe they wipe the the sentience away, right? And then they decide to rebuild on that. Hmm. And so that's how we have oh the Sumerians and the Egyptians. How can the Egyptians build this pyramid? How can they do that? How, how can we find a six hundred and 30,000 meter forest in a sinkhole in China. Um, what was the most recent development? They, in the, what was it? The Amazon forest. They just recently found like an underground city. Um, the Mayans, the Mayans were able to, uh, dive incredible depths into these underwater caves and, commit ritualistic sacrifice in these caves, right? Which black Panther drew from, but you just see all these things that you can't explain how they could have possibly have done it. And, and so that's kind of just been a way my mind is thought about. It. I don't have a ton of tangential evidence, but as I read more and more of things that we find and discover, it kind of lends itself to that. So mm-hmm. I already think we're in the metaverse. I, I think, um, I think the fact that we are able to think about is this a simulation or is this this that and the other I think that kind of lends itself and that's the reason why we talk about spirit and soul um and those are the things that are the only tangible thing and this is just a manifestation of the spirit and the soul and the minds in in a three-dimension plane mm-hmm. three-dimensional plane now uh, three pros and three cons of AI uh, pros, um, it's going to unlock maybe not all of, but a majority of the rest of the brain that we don't use. So that's a pro. Um, it's going to give people a lot more time to pursue things they love. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be used in ways that just absolutely increase quality of life. Mm -hmm. right so it's going to get better so those are the pros cons we're never going to know if anything's real or fake again exactly we're never and uh you know the constitution was built that we're private citizens and government officials are public servants and we're supposed to know everything about them and they're not supposed to know anything about us artificial intelligence is only going to widen that gap in the opposite of its intent even further Artificial intelligence will know all. Agreed. And each government is going to have their own artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. So that is what I think. And then in the, and the last con is 
it's going to lead us into an upheaval, a, a societal upheaval. And it's going to severely affect thousands, if not millions of people by taking away things that makes them feel valuable. Okay. Right. A human being without a purpose is pointless. And that's how you end up with people doing awful shit and exploring dark and, and nefarious things that should not be, that should not be explored. Yeah. And one, one of the way people find purpose is in what they do day to day in how they use their hands and how they use their mind and critical thinking and solving and getting together with people. But artificial intelligence is going to make it easier and easier for everyone to drift apart from them. And then their purposes are going to be swallowed up and they're going to have to find a new purpose. And people were extremely resilient when put into situations to have to be resilient. Mm. artificial intelligence is not going to put you in a situation where you have to be resilient. It's going to solve everything for you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And resiliency is going to be taken away. And then ultimately my biggest negative, and it's something that I looked into for an extensive period of time now, uh, is the Google effect. Our brains are being rewired. Our synaptic, like, you know, jumping from one synapse to the other, the fucking signals is already being rewired and from knowing and retaining the information to knowing how to find the information, yeah. right? It's, oh, what it, uh, oh, who, who's the last running back to win Super Bowl MVP? Instead of just knowing that, you know, oh, if I, go here and I type this in this way and I go to this site, I, I can get that information like that. Yeah. No, I agree. And so what's going to happen is it's and, and how technology works is technology is exponentially increasing and developing and becoming much more, you know, sophisticated ex at an exponential cycle. And the Google effect is going to have this same expon exponential explosion where nobody's going to be able to recall anything without having to fucking pull out their beep boop. Yeah. Uh, I'm fucking terrified of AI. Uh, people are willingly embracing it. That's perfectly fine. That it's definitely your life. But uh, there's app applications out there with the terms and services where you pay them you upload your images and they own that image. We're already seeing the deep fakes, um, you know, just fucking ruin people's lives. Cause they took some girl's face and deep faked it onto, uh, to, uh, you know, porn star. And now it's like this person's watching themselves get fucked. Um, yeah, it's only so going to be bad because people's, People's true intentions is, is never always good, right? Good and evil is very subjective. Where the villain thinks they're doing the right thing, shout out Magneto, I may think they're doing the wrong thing. Mm. Right? And ideology so, dictates good and evil. I don't... Uh, so, go ahead. Well, so, 
something that, and this might not make any sense because it might be the same thing entirely, but my biggest concern with artificial intelligence is when it's going to be combined with virtual reality. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. When people are going to be able to live out their wildest fantasies, live out their craziest desires, be who they want to be, do whatever they want with a pair of goggles on their head, sitting in a chair in their room. There's going to be no motivation to do anything. You, like you said, AI is going to make life easier for everybody. There's everything's going to be automated. Things are going to be click of a button, click of an app, blah, blah, blah. Right. I get all that. But to me, the biggest fear is, is not only letting it take control of like your life as far as like daily applications and things, but as well as when you start letting it control your reality, you you can't, when your reality and your imagination start becoming one thing and you're just living in this weird la-la land, it's not going to be good for society. I mean, we, we saw the transition from, you know, going to bars and picking up chicks to Tinder. Now the next thing is going to be like, build your virtual porn star. Bars are going to be empty. Everybody's going to be sitting in their house. Like, it's going to ruin society. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I just look at it from one perspective because there's a lot of good things from AI, I think. Like you said, unlocking our brain, definitely advancements in, in healthcare and medicine. I think that's all going to come with AI, which is all good. But I just think this is the perfect example of playing with fire. You will get burned. This will burn society and humanity at one point. And it's going to be too late. It's already too late. There's no stopping this shit. Yeah, you can't put it in. And, and you know, it's, it's funny how, you know, wholly and completely they have... Um, you know, augmentation is going to be pursued, you know, like mechanical augmentation is going to be pursued because people are already doing it. You know what I mean? The, yeah. This wearable is augmentation. My, my phone on me at all times is augmentation, uh, tattoos, body piercings, plastic surgery. They've already been working you towards feeling comfortable with changing your body and now with the you know the growing strength of social media and the fact that parents aren't preventing kids from getting on there um you know everyone is is changing how they look and you know maybe not everyone but it is a large majority and and it, you're seeing it more with younger and younger generations where it's just so easy for them to be like, well, this magazine says my lips have to look like that and my lips don't look like that. So I'm sad and I'm going to go pay X, Y, Z dollars to have my lips look like that. Yeah. And, and that is, they're just slowly working it into, into your mind for you to be willing to accept that mm -hmm. and uh to where when they start talking about oh you can get this eye implanted and you can see through walls and you can do xyz blah 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 mm -hmm. you know people are are willingly going to line up and do it I people people are willingly going to line up and put microchips in their arms mm -hmm. uh you know and they're I mean, people are already doing it. They're already putting microchips in their arms to uh, 
interact with their house where they can just scan it for stuff to just pop open for them because we can't open drawers anymore. Yeah. And yep. so I'm not thrilled. Um, I feel like there's a lot of naivete when it comes to this. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, so, it's terrifying to be honest. One last thing for me, and I think it is the end goal of this for certain people. Um, I do think they're going to try to take consciousness and put it into robots because people do want to live forever, but the human body cannot live forever. It, it, it's like any organism it ages. So when the, once the, once the end goal, I think the end goal is going to be to to make these sleeves bodies robotic whatever whatever being they want to create and then put your consciousness into it but it's obviously going to be afforded only to the one two percent of the world yeah yeah no I that's de- the, that's the definitely rich, the goal the rich want to live forever they want to have all that money forever they want to have all the control and all the power forever and the easiest way for them to do it is to find a way to take that consciousness put it in a robot doesn't have to eat doesn't have to sleep just charge it up and it's good to go yeah, I, I, uh, I think the, I don't know if it's going to be a hundred percent synthetic though. Some sort of bio I think, mechanism. I think to achieve the highest, you know, peak, uh, sentience, like the, our final form for lack of better term, shout out Dragon Ball Z. It's going to require both, and that's why they've started exploring, you know, riding data onto DNA. Mm -hmm. And DNA has – the DNA, like the storage capacity of one little bit of DNA is – I think it was more than all the data in, like, the United States or something like that. Well, And this was probably a while back because there's a fuck ton of data now. There's – I mean, what's above petabytes? I don't even know. Like, it's just fucking insane. But, you know, they're able to fuck write. They're able to use DNA to, to write to write and save information. And the reason why I say that is because there's degradation in electronics. Right? Electronics don't last forever. Batteries don't last forever. Wires don't last forever. Uh, you know, mechanical joints don't last forever. That's why the hip replacements aren't forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I always think that, you know, there are lifespans are the deterrent, and that's what they're trying to avoid. But in order to reach elite level form, it's mm-hmm. going to take both because organics can still do more than, you know, technology. And, you know, they're going to combine the two and use our, the way the body heals combined with technology and will, will unlock things that you, you can't even think of. And this is all stuff that I'm sure is already being fucked with. Yeah. I I mean, like you have to think all of this stuff is funded by somebody. Right. And, 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 you know. I'm not going to say this is a guarantee, but I would venture to say that the people funding this are definitely the one percenters and definitely the people that have maybe not ill intention for society, but they don't really care what happens to society as long as they stick around and they can live their lifestyle forever. 
Yeah, I mean, greed is the main proponent of that. You know, avarice, yeah. and you know, the desire to live forever is 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 greed in its purest form. So, um, yeah. But I think I think we've you know, and this is the last thing we'll say because we are pushing thirty two here, and and just have to do the draft. But um, drafts man, gonna be I, quick though. Man, I spaced out, but uh, yeah, let's just keep it pushing. I spaced out completely there. All right, so the last thing he was going to say is uh, he spaced out completely there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so as we alluded to at the beginning of this podcast, we'll be talking about the NBA All-Stars. Eric, can you tell us the starters for the Eastern Conference? Yeah, so we have Captain Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, guard Kyrie Irving, which I don't know how that works, but guard Donovan Mitchell, forward Kevin Durant, who will not be playing, and forward Jason Tatum. Okay. For the Western Conference, we have Captain LeBron James, center Nikola Jokic, guard Steph Curry, who will not be playing, guard Luka, who's in jeopardy of not playing, and forward Zion Williamson, who is also in jeopardy of not playing. Man, we're gonna, they're going to end up with a lot of all-stars this year. <laughs> it's going to be uh, pretty fascinating. I'm actually trying to see if – oh, let's see. And if anybody's curious, the way they determine starters, um, 50% van vote, NBA players get 25%, and media panel gets 25%. Damn, I was trying to see if we can't find, like, a NBA draft all-star simulator and uh, share it on the screen here. Oh, that would have been cool, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, the first thing I found was 2019, so I'm just, oh, 2020, NBA mock draft. Oh, Tankathon, hell yeah. Oh, everybody's taking for Wemby, dude. Win this for Wemby. Yeah, 100%. All right, so, yeah. We'll go ahead and get started with the starters. So that's how we're going to do this draft. Do you have the spreadsheet where you're keeping all this? Uh, I do, actually. Let me just do this and separate the screens, and then I'll be good to go. All right. Yeah, and uh, do you want Michael Malone or Joe Missoula? Um... Well, I can't take the Celtics guy, so I'll take Michael Malone. <laughs> All right, I'll take uh, Ime Udoka. Oh, yeah? <laughs> fuck Joe Mazzula? Fucking Joe? <laughs> if Joe wins uh, the championship, uh, it's free Ime for me. That should have been, been Ime's championship. Especially because they didn't fire the chick. Yeah. Who was the one who was actually married? I just the whole story smells of fucking bullshit, bro. It's all Tom, it's all tomfoolery, dude. Like nobody should have been punished. She should get divorced, and Ime should probably lose Nia Long as a girlfriend, and then everybody should keep it pushing. Like only if I can get Nia Long as a girlfriend. <laughs> Nia, uh, call me. Who's isn't she? Well, wait, no, is she dating Shannon Sharp, or they were just together? For one photo and everyone said they were dating. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. All right. You ready? You got it pulled up? Yeah, I do have the, the spreadsheet pulled up and I have the um the Will you share the spreadsheet? Will you share the spreadsheet? Yeah, I got Well you said hold on let me let me split these things and then I don't know, share I my sharing. screen. You did literally said. Oops, here. my bad. Let me go. Boom shakalaka. There we go. All right. Eric and LeBron, match made in heaven. (laughs) 
I don't know if that's to take that as disrespect or praise, but uh, <laughs> we missed the first pick. We didn't decide that. Ooh. I, I feel like I should since you just auto assigned LeBron to me, but Ooh. Giannis is on my fantasy team, dog. I was not not having Giannis. That's the world you Giannis. live in. That's the world you live in. Well, I don't right. like it when it's done to me. Yeah, I know. Let me uh let me pull up a coin flip. <laughs> on coin flip simulator. Oh, coin flip Super Bowl. Ooh, all right. So here I'm gonna. <laughs> LeBron hits a three. He only needs thirty three now. Oh, dude, don't do that. If I'm <laughs> if I'm watching it with you, don't be doing that, bro. For oh, real. I'm gonna scream out every time he gets a bucket. Oh my god, LeBron did it again. All right, so you see that? Si, senor. All right, so we're gonna do the coin flip simulator. Let's see total flips. They're at. Four million three hundred forty. Actually, that's forty three million four hundred sixty two thousand nine hundred seventy six. Damn. And it's slightly favoring tails. All right, here's tails. what I will do. I will give you. Ooh, what is twenty forty eight? I don't know what any of that is. All right, so you get a pick first. I get to pick first. Heads or tails, my guy. Tails. All right, bet. One. Two, three. Hey! Let's go. All right, so that's one to you. Uh, all right, go ahead, pick again. Tails. Oh, all right, one all. Uh, what are you? You taking tails again? Tails. It's two, it's 2 1. It's 2 1. Oh, right, we're we, going to keep going? We're doing best of seven, bro. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. This is NBA. Like, you can't stop at three. Oh, 3 1. Ooh, let's go. 3 1. 3 let's 1. Let's go. Flip it again. Oh, 3 2. So you're just sticking with Tails, right? Yeah. I'm, tails never fails. Tails till I die, bro. 3 3 2. Hey, four two tails for the win. All right, Let's so go. Eric gets to uh, Eric gets to pick first. All right, for the starters, and I pick first for the reserves. Mm. That was uh, wildly entertaining. Let me see here, bro. You got the first pick. How are you struggling already? Because he's on my fantasy team. Because I wish he was on my team. I'm gonna take. My main man, <coughs> Luka Doncic. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, you got Luka? Yeah. I'm going to take... Uh, I'll take Jokic. Nikola Jokic? Yeah. All right. I'm going to take... Ooh, man. All right, I'll take the baddest dude east of the Mississippi. I'm going to go with Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Man, if only the Sixers would have done that. Yeah, well, let's not bring that right now. <laughs> I'll take um, Steph Curry. Ooh. 
Steph Perry? Yes, sir. All right. That means I will take... <laughs> you going to get that Dallas backcourt? No. You going to get that Mavericks backcourt? No, I don't like dude like that. I got to do it, man. It's, it's, he's going to be playing out of position, but I'm going to take Kevin Durant. All right. I'll take uh I'll take Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson? All right, I will take <clears throat> There's really only one option left, right? No, there's two options. That's how it works. Um, I guess I'll uh, I'll have Kyrie at center. No, you're getting bodied, bro. No, I'll move the starting lineup around. It's just the order we picked in. We'll put him in. I'll take Donovan Mitchell. And the last starter taken, Donovan Mitchell. Sweet. Alright. I got the first pick, right? Yeah. Because you had the first pick. I'll take Joel yeah. Embiid. Oh my god, dude. You're such a cunt, dude. I fucking knew You it. don't have a center, bro. Why would I let you get a center? Cause bro, this is all shenanigans. You're gonna take Joel Embiid. Uh I'm gonna take SGA. All right. All right. Who you got? <clears throat> Man, I'll take uh, I'll take John Morant. John Morant. I will go. Domantis Sabonis. Why'd LeBron bust out a headband for, <laughs> for, today's, for today's game? game? Yeah, I, I love know, it. I love it. How many has he got right now? 87? Oh, he's down. He's down. Oh, he's dead. Good God, that man is dead. LeBron's dead, dude. Just kidding. I'm just fucking big. He, you, know how he's, you, know how, you know how he sits on the floor? <laughs> yeah. Dude, a, win, a gush of wind hits him in eight and a half minutes. Yeah, 100%, bro. So yeah. you took Shea and uh, DeMontes. Yeah. I'll take uh, I'll take fucking. I don't actually like this fucking all star class at all. Um, man. All right, give me Larry Marketing. Had to get my guy before you before you snuck in there and took him, you shyster. Well, Sam could be said for you. Hey, um, you wanted first pick, dude. Um, I will take. Ooh, my man! I'll take Julius Randle. I need some size. What do I need? I got Steph. <clears throat> I need another guard. Wait, I'm sorry. You cut out really bad there. I didn't hear anything you said. 
No, I just said I I have Steph. I need another guard. Oh, okay. Uh, let me take let me take a uh, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. So you're taking Dame. I will go with. Let's get a little deeper. I'll go with Paul George. You said let's get a little defense here and took Paul George. That's funny as fuck. Uh let's see. Uh in an effort to not allow you any shot blocking, I'll take Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> You're in caps locks. Jesus Christ, dude! I hate this lap. This I'm I'm trading this Mac, this mouth, this keyboard in. Damn. You good, bro? You just stroke out. <laughs> just fucking annoyed, dude. All right, you'll take Jared Jackson Jr. Um, I don't really care about height at this point. I'll just get some guys that can bang with you guys. I'm gonna go Jalen Brown. You said I'm gonna get some guys that can bang. And you took Jalen Brown over Bam? Yeah, I don't like Bam at a Bama, so... Unless he how, me at the last pick, I'm not taking him. How does that make any sense? All right, well, shit, I'm going to leave Bam there then. <laughs> um, Let's see, you got Luka, Irving. All right, give me, give me Drew. Drew Holiday? Yes, sir. Uh, that leaves the more I say it, the less I like it. Demar Derozan. I'll take Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're the mean. Oh my god. And that leaves me with Bam, right? Yes, sir. Whoa, what was that? Oh, Siri's listening. Chill, bitch. Sorry. Chill, bitch. From your team, you won't have Steph, Zion. That's it. You'll have the rest of your team. Yeah, that's because I pick Hoopers, bro. I won't have Durant. That's it, right? So those are only three those are the only three ones that are missing. And Dave I'm not gonna... missing. Uh, so yeah, Steph and Zion are in danger of missing, right? Yeah. So then I'll take James Harden. What do you mean? Instead of Steph. If that's who they announce. It's still my pick. Right? We're picking replacements. It's still I'm... my pick. Okay, so just in case you want me to add James Harden. Just put in parentheses next to Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean, we. I'm obviously. I don't know who they're gonna pick. I just think James Harden should be an All Star. So. So I actually don't care who replaces Kevin Durant. So whoever it is. That's because you can't think of anybody. I I would probably take De'Aaron Fox, but. De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, or Pascal Siakam. I don't know who they're gonna pick. If if it's either one of those two guys, I'll take them on my squad. Well, Pascal, who's the, who's the snubs? You have snubs. I do have some snubs pulled up. De'Aaron oh, Fox, 
De'Aaron Fox, 24.3 points, 6.1 assists, and 4.3 rebounds on a 51, 33, and 79% shooting split. Has this team in the third seed in the Western Conference. Um, These James numbers Harden. are absurd from James Harden, dog. <laughs> James Harden, 21.4 points, 11.0 assists, 6.4 rebounds. On a 45-39-86 shooting split. Nah, dude. When you're shooting 39 from three, you round that bitch to 40. Give that man some love. He's shooting almost 40% from three with 11 assists and almost seven rebounds from your point guard position. And y'all are telling me, not you, obviously, Eric. Y'all are yeah. telling me this man was not an all-star? I have to sit here and, and, and read about Tyrese Halliburton? What? Would you like to – let's just – I'll give you Tyrese's stats. So how many points do you think he's scoring this year? 24. 20. Damn. How many rebounds do you think he's getting? Five. Five. He's getting 3.9. Okay. How many assists do you think he's getting? Five. 10.3. Oh, shit. So he is He is an all-distributor. Well, he's an all-star. Like, let's yeah. not – we're not Tyrese – we we think you're good and you are a fine all star selection. We're not we're arguing the merits of you versus another all star. Do not get like LeBron fans who can't nitpick greatness and fucking just lose their fucking mind. No, but he's shooting forty seven point seven from the field, right? And what what's his uh, what what is his uh, three point percentage? He is shooting thirty nine point three from three this year. At, on 7.4 attempts. So, okay. I just think James Harden is playing better for him. And he's on the fucking Sixers, who are number two in the East. Yeah. Oh. All uh, right, so next is Pascal, right? Yeah, Pascal, 24.9 points, 8.0 rebounds, 6.2 assists, with a shooting split of 47, 31, and 77. If he was averaging 25, 8, and 6, which he's averaging 24.9, 8, and 6, um, he would be the first player to ever average that and not receive an all-star nod. He's averaging 25. <laughs> 24.9 is 25. <laughs> These, yo, that's crazy. That, yo, that, he's for sure replacing KD then. And then players with at least 1,000 points, 250 rebounds, and 250 assists in a season. Assist this, this season, season this include season. LeBron, Luka, and, Nik- and Nikola, Nikola Jokic. And Pascal? And Pascal. Oh, man. I got to start beating my chest for Pascal some more. I didn't realize Pascal was balling like that this year, bro. I thought he was hitting a little struggle bus. He is from three, though, 31%. But it's never really been his game. So, and back to this article, they said De'Aaron Fox should have replaced Jared Jackson Jr. 1,000%. Should have replaced Drew Holiday, which is kind of... And then Pascal Siakam should have replaced Julius Randle. Um, their next pick, Trey Young. Um, 27 points, 9.9 assists, 2.9 rebounds on 43, 32, and 87 shooting. 32 from three, Trey? It's a high-volume shooter. God damn, that's fucking... That's uh, brutal. They said he should have replaced Drew or arguably Tyrese Halliburton. And then last lead. No chance. Um, Anthony Edwards, 
25, 6.1 rebounds, 4.6 assists on 46, 37, and 77 shooting. Um, they say he should have replaced Paul George. Mm. And then there's arguments to be made for Jalen Brunson and Anthony Davis. Nah, that last one, they could miss me with that, bro. He's only played 28 games, though. <laughs> bro, that's ridiculous. We're going to, like, all-star break, you're going to be at fucking 60% of the season, and my guys played the half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, biggest snubs for starters, in my opinion. Oh, there's only one. There's only one, and it's this beautiful, handsome man right here. Perennially disrespected. Yeah. It's starting to get that way, bro. Perennially, perennially disrespected, my guy. That's unreal. Uh, Pascal Siakam. He for sure needs some love, but Julius Randle is almost averaging twenty five and ten. So yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the guy who's booting Julius Randle for Pascal Siakam, but I can find somebody on this list that I'm getting rid of instead. It's just, it's just you know, there's a lot of talent, and some people just get the short end of the stick. You know what I mean? Like, there's only so much food at the table that everybody can eat. I, in my opinion. Jalen Brown could have gone, bro. Yeah, but you know Celtic fans are going to show up in the masses to vote. Yeah, I mean, he's still balling this year, and that's that's one thing. Let's not fucking forget they're all all-stars. Yeah. Let's fucking not forget yeah. that. The talent so. level in the NBA is out of control. The IQ level is at an all-time low, though. Yeah. Kobe White. Andre Drummond stole an inbounds pass. The dude he stole it from is pushing on him in the corner. Andre Drummond's literally with the ball in the corner for a corner three. Drummond's not shooting that. Right? The inbounder is barely stepping in, and Drummond shoots the pass to Kobe White. Kobe White comes in, catches it, thinks about dribbling towards the bucket for a layup, which is the obvious fucking play. Mm-hmm. And instead, chucks up a three-point shot and bricks it. Bro, you got a free possession, one-on-one, with a clear path to the basket, right? Nobody's even guarding you. That's how clear the path is to the basket. And yeah. you decided to shoot a three. I, I, I call it out at the end of every game now. It'll be a you know one point game, two point game, and I'll, I'll it's the Mavericks, this, whoever it is. I'll be like, they're gonna give it to Luca. He's gonna dribble it out and take a step back three. There's gonna be no motion on the offense. There's gonna be not one, not two, not three screen set. There's not gonna be a pass. It's gonna be the inbound and then get the ball to Luca. Let the clock run down. Step back three happens at the end of every game. It's fucking annoying. There's no more coaching. I'm sure there's coaching in the league. That's disrespectful. But the level of coaching has gone down, in my opinion, because they're not calling. They're just letting the players. Oh, okay. You want to take a crazy step back three to hopefully win this game? Cool. Do it. Instead of hey, no, you're gonna inbound it. You're gonna cut this way. He's gonna set a screen for you. You're gonna have this option and this option. You hit this option for the pass. Hit this option for the shot. Whatever you think is best. Nobody does that shit anymore. I agree, man. It's a uh... I mean, it's not a frustrating product to watch. It is just 
for the casual fan, maybe, but hoop heads, man, like, there's you can tell good basketball from not good basketball. Man, I, you know, I'm all I love the advanced analytics. Let's try to get corner threes. Let's let's do this, but the way the Spurs did it. Right, the way the Spurs used the three-point shot and the analytics and and the above-board shit like that, but they still ran a pretty fucking offense. Yeah, that Steve Kerr took and morphed with the Chicago Bulls offense and just created one of the most beautiful brands of basketball to watch. Uh, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is everybody wants to be like, oh, well, the fucking the Warriors were a jump shooting team and they could take. You know, 25, 33 is a game. It's like, yeah, but look how much movement Clay and Curry do without the ball. Look how many screens are set. Look how many backdoor screen cuts are, are being made. Pick and roll. Like, there's so many. Everybody on that team at any given point has a job to do, right? And that's how it should be in sports. Like, and that's how it should be in team sport. Not like, hey, I'm going to go stand in this corner. Oh. And then when they collapse on you, hopefully you throw it to me and I hopefully I hit a higher percentage three. Because it's a corner three. That's not basketball. It's not an offensive. There's no flow to that. It's just I'm gonna run down here and I'm gonna stand in this corner for 24 seconds if I don't get the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I, dude. I've I've <laughs> I, recently and I've seen it like three or four times in the in in January. I saw it three or four times. I mean, it's a byproduct of watching nonstop basketball. So, yeah. but three or four times that I can recall, I've seen a team get two offensive rebounds, right? So they got a shot up, missed. Offensive rebound, another shot up, missed. Offensive rebound, got another shot up, missed. right? Missed. Uh, two, two of them, they, hit, they ended up hitting the shot. But during the scrum of those offensive rebounds, I saw one guy not move. <laughs> he just... Unreal. Four different times. Four different times. One of them was the Pistons. Um, one of them was man. Who were, I think it was the Bulls were playing the Magic, and the Magic hit the three. But that dude who hit the three was standing in that corner, ready to go. Sixty the seconds whole, just standing there. Sixty seconds with his dick in his hand, essentially, is what I'm saying. Unreal, it, dude. It, it's 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 a little infuriating. And I'm starting, and you know what's so funny is we used to be like, man, fucking old people, fucking old people. And as I'm becoming the next old person, yeah. I'm like, damn, I see what they're bitching about. I see it, bro. I see it. And it's so funny because everyone's always like, oh, we have some of the, this is the most talented the NBA has ever been. And I was just like, it's perfectly fine, but this is also the most rules the NBA has ever broken. Like, carries? Oh. Every, every time every time somebody goes up to the court, they carry. Uh, it's like Allen Iverson birthed just everyone decided. Allen Iverson carried sometimes. But for a majority of the time, Allen Iverson was not carrying the basketball. But that is yeah. one of the greatest, if not the greatest, handles of all time. Yeah. Right? That's That's what we're talking about. And now you have everyone doing it. Pascal Siakam literally took the ball from his right hand, crossed his whole body in the middle of the court and dribbled it with the same hand on the other side of his body. And you're not going to tell me that's a carry in transition. Kobe White did the same thing. Yeah. 
and I love Kobe White this year. He's so much fun to watch. He's, his game has taken a big time step because he can dribble the basketball very well now. Jalen Brown has no fucking handles. Yeah. Go watch the entire NBA Finals last year. Mm -hmm. Eric had to sit there and listen to me bitch every single game. Steal it from him. Steal it from him. He can't dribble. Get up on him. The whole time. Because Jalen Brown can't fucking dribble. Zach Levine can't dribble. Zach Levine. I don't notice as much with him, but I, I, I know you watch enough Bulls basketball to say this confidently. But I will say I don't think it even comes close to how bad Jalen Brown is with the basketball. Is no, 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 no. Zach, so Zach Levine does does have handles. I I I have to take a step back. That's my guy. So I'm I critique him way way more aggressive. But I mean, dude, Jose Alvarado, carry Shea yeah. Gilgis, carry Trey Young. Oh my God, I don't think I've ever seen him not carry the basketball. Mm-hmm. Like. It's everywhere. The travels are out of control. They're out of control. Like centers are literally not taking a dribble and moving from the the center of the free throw line to the elbow jumper and no dribbles are taken. Yeah. Like this is the most rules. Uh, offensive players, you know, scoring numbers are through the roof. Offensive players are literally throwing their arms into defensive players and getting free throws. Yep, that little, that little yeah, jump into you, swing my arms out. You know what? Jason Tatum, bro, he does it a lot. JoJo, JoJo, JoJo and his boy James. You know who's gotten really bad, and it was because of the NBA Finals last year. Jason Tatum. He's getting real bad with it. Jason Tatum, man, you know how we were on James Harden. For him mm-hmm. doing that when James Harden was putting up absurd fucking stat lines like 50 and 20. <laughs> he would just back to back nights, James Harden would do that. Jason Tatum is fucking hitting that kind of shit. It's, and I'm like, damn. Cause Jay, you know, I got love for JT. Like he's the player I'd pick if I was picking a player to start a franchise. Like I had my choice of one. Jason Tatum's the guy I'd take. Bro, but Paul George has been doing it for years. Russell Westbrook, John Wall. I mean, look, we're not going to excuse LeBron. LeBron does it too. Yeah. But we're going to allow LeBron a little more leniency than these other guys. <laughs> Just because my guy is a fucking is a hooper. So, uh, LeBron, I'll give you a little bit more of a pass, but got to mention your name. Yeah. Uh, like, dude, you can just go watch highlight reels of these guys breaking rules. And I'm like, yo, you know what? It's It's cool sometimes. Yeah, but man, it's still, it can get annoying the, to still watch. Still call the game with some integrity. Yeah, that's that's essentially what I'm getting at. It's just like, bro, either no carries are called, or all carries are called. You get like you can't be doing this half in between shit. I just watched a half court offensive set for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Granted, this is a young team, not a lot of veteran experience. A 24 second shot clock. We had one guy in each corner. One guy on each wing, at the, or, or what do we call like the that angle three, not the wing. But yeah, the wing. The wing three, and then the point guard at the top. He dribbled for eighteen seconds, no movement. Takes a mid range floater with four p- in in quadruple coverage. 
Because the NFL <laughs> would be quadruple coverage. Misses the shot. Not a single guy on the wing goes to close nobody, out. Nobody, nobody crashes. Nobody Offensive crashes the boards. rebounds are down because nobody crashes the boards. They just accepted the shot. It was either in or out. We're going to head back this way. Dog, it's crazy, dude. It's, it's cra- disgusting. Our That's- coach, our coach, man. Look, there's there's one thing the Burgess Mus- the Burgess Mustangs did. We boxed out and we crashed boards. And if you didn't do it, you didn't get in the game. Yeah. It it really is. It's really just. Cause I'll, that's one thing that I've been noticing this year specifically, uh, with all the fucking hours and hours of hoops that I've watched. But um, there's only ever one offensive player near the near the basket to try to get an offensive rebound. Look, we've talked about this. JoJo, Joel Embiid should be averaging more. Yeah. Why are you not averaging? Look, he gives us 10 plus a night, which is on a, like you say on a nightly basis he's going to get you 10 rebounds. That's awesome. You're 7 foot 2 and the strongest man in the NBA. I want 15. Uh, is Joel Embiid stronger than Giannis? I don't have any way of There's no way to valve, validate. He's I, I he's say up if there. Was, he's if there was a couple there, yes. cats in the for conversation, sure. both for of sure. them are he's in up the there. conversation. Yeah. He's up there. Cuz you yeah. could probably put Steven Adams in there. Ooh, that's a good pick. Yeah, like there's Steven a lot Adams, of cats that you Oh, Zion, put, Zion, yeah, bro. Well, I don't know if that's muscle or fat for that kid, dude. Dude, don't do him like that, bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That man's got a lot of muscle. Yeah, he jumps out the building and he's you know you you gotta have some sort of muscular ability to do that. JoJo just casually getting eight hundred and twenty rebounds in an eighty two game season. No, he, he I ain't never that. played eighty two though. <laughs> yeah, he, that's that's a that's a fucking pipe dream. But it's just it's just you know Shaq and Shaq talks about it on TNT on on, on that show. But it's like people always want to compare people to me or Kareem or Hakeem, and it's like cool. The dude puts up 30 points, so that's why you compare him to us. But you know where you don't compare him to us? What we do on the what we did on the defensive end, what we did on the rebounds, what we did on the blocks. Like you weren't coming like listen, if if it was if it was a playoff series and you had a good game against me, you were not having another good game in that series. Yeah. I I did it. I I get in. That's why I like that's why I got love for Jalen Brown purely because he plays defense, right? Yeah. And that I value my players differently than than people value it. But Jalen Brown drove me nuts last finals. Yeah, he definitely and, did. And and his handles did not get better. But my man is getting me twenty seven, uh, and he's dean up the best player every night. So I could look past some of that. But dog, if you he had handles. Oh, he, yeah, he'd be a, he'd be a, a next-level player. Yeah, and Jason like, Tatum plays defense, too. I got love for him, too. Pascal Siakam. You know what hurt my soul? I didn't the talk Sixers to you about this the year. last decade? No. I was talking to my brother about... So they didn't hurt your soul the last decade? Oh, they they, they raped my soul <laughs> the last decade. But um, I was talking to my brother, and he said some crazy shit to me. He's like, I was blaming Ben Simmons. I was blaming Doc Rivers many faults that he has as a coach and my brother was like yeah but didn't dwight take the magic to the finals and i was like 
Damn. Like, there was no excuses on that camp. It was Dwight. It was Dwight doing all that work. Him versus Kobe in the finals, bro. That's why I love asking this question if someone tells me they're a hoop head. And their answer is what tells me whether or not they're, like, eat, sleep, breathe. Because hoop head is eat, sleep, breathe. That's that's what I consider yeah. a hoop head. Like, yeah. it is, it's all hoops all the time. And there's very few people like that. And I don't even think I'm that. I don't even think I'm that. I'm, I'm a close. hoops enthusiast, but I'm not a hoop head. I'm close, but I don't know. Maybe I am. I watch WNBA, so maybe I am. I uh, bro, it, my question is, the question that I ask people, is Dwight Howard a Hall of Famer? Yes. And if someone tells me no, yeah. that motherfucker don't know hoops. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer even without the championship that he won in LA. Like he was definitely a Hall of Famer before that. Was Dwight, it four defensive players of the year? Dwight Howard was an animal with the Magic, bro. An animal. But you know what it is? You let them te- you let them he let them tell the story, which is why the Players Tribune exists. Shout out the Players Tribune. Uh, you know, no no free shout outs. Um but they they were allowed to tell the narrative. Mhm. And they, and that is what is knocking Dwight Howard, mm-hmm. because we for all for all the oh we, so making an NBA Finals appearance is impressive when we're talking about LeBron, right? Yeah, but it's not impressive. What is it? But it's not impressive for Dwight Howard. Didn't he beat a guy named LeBron on the way there? Yes. Okay, just just checking. I, dude, that's what I'm saying. It's like okay, so if you want to talk about oh yeah, but he made he made what was it eight straight, ten straight, eight ten straight, straight I believe it was ten straight. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. It, first of all, I'm not knocking it. It's a fucking impressive. Yeah. It's impressive. But okay, so then just making it counts, then right? So then Dwight Howard made it, and he yeah. made it as the guy carrying that franchise. Carrying he Michael, it. he had Michael Peters. He had Rashard Lewis. He had J.J. Redick at the time. No, J.J. Redick wasn't even there anymore, was he? No, he was. Oh, J.J. Redick. He had, uh, what was it, Jameer Nelson? Like, am I, naming any, am I naming anybody that you're like, oh, okay. That's his, why they made the fight. His second best player that year was Hito Turkaluk. You didn't even name who, who, him. Who was a good fucking player. But he's well, yeah. not Anthony Davis. He's not Russell Westbrook. He's not... I, you know, he's not what Embiid's had. It's not what Embiid's had. He had Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and Ben Simmons. And Al Horford. And Al Horford. Which... Uh, that's a starting five. Oh, my God, dude. Can we change the subject? <laughs> I mean, you brought it up, dog. You brought it up. I was getting ready to sign off 11 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, dude. Sorry. I just saw another play. We, we could sign off. It's just been... <laughs> talking about hoops is so much fun, man. I, I love talking about hoops. So uh, hoops is where it's at, man. I I yeah. fucking love it. And uh, but it it's that's what's so crazy. But if you're ever looking for a litmus test, it's uh, I'll eventually find another litmus test. But my favorite litmus test is if someone tells me Dwight Howard's not a Hall of Famer, I'm like, oh, all right, bro. Like, all right, maybe I don't agree with you. And now he's killing it in Shanghai, bro. Psh. Yeah, Psh. he's a legend out there. Bro, he's just crossing fools like up, bro. 50 and 50, dude. Bro, he's no Stefan Marbury, though. 
Eat your heart out. Stefan Marbury was a stud out there, bro. Maybe I am a hoophead. What do I know about Stefan Marbury's Shanghai Shark stats? He was, he was, I don't know about his stats, but I just know he was a hooper when he was in the league. You got anything else for the fans? For the roomies? No, go birds. Go birds. All right. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This has been my co host. And as always, we have with us EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.